Welcome into episode 24 of season three of the 126 podcast. Today we have people from FCA. We got character coach. We are dipping into that whole realm of our athletics. So this is a beyond episode. So let's get to it. Coach Weaver, Coach O, I'm Addison. I'm still Addison. I wasn't here last week, but I'm still me. We were wondering if you were going to come back, show up for work today. Yeah, because yep. you've been slipping. <laughs> yeah, my bad. The flu kind of stinks. We had the thunderstorm in last week. Uh, yeah, I heard that. Had some little music for her. You mm-hmm. know, we, we, we try to do it up when you're here. I know. Here. I kind of, I'm a little offended. Like, Why? What do you expect us to do? I mean, we have to keep it going. No, I understand, but like, like Stormy has the super cool intro. You have the ozone sound bite. You have the weave. Our guests get something. I got nothing. You're oh, the EP. I've got right. bubkiss. I'll work on this for next episode, Addison. Okay. I want my own segment. That's what I want. Uh-oh. Special segment just for me, and I'm going to mute both of y'all during it. I, I don't want that. y'all to be able to say anything. No. I can do music. You're not getting your own segment. No. What do you want? What do you want it to be called? The I don't know. Okay. It all adds up. I do have a special announcement. I noticed Addison is reading a book on Mm. soccer on his desk over here in his conference period time. You know why he's doing that, Coach O? I do. I I really do. I don't think the people know. Would you like to uh, break the world premiere here of this information? (laughs) Well, give me a drum roll, someone. Okay. Introducing the new boys soccer coach at Jackson Middle School. There we go. Addison McElvin. I gave myself one. I've never done that before, so I'll do it. See? Yeah, that felt like you a press two conference. Birds with one stone. That's good. Now you had your own sound effect. Yeah. And you got your announcement. That was the GM announcing the signing <laughs> of a new coach. <laughs> this is where I give my super bland press conference interviews. Do we, yeah, we're going to get in there. We're going to try real hard every day. We're going to, you know, we're going to practice hard, play hard. Like we're going to show everybody what, what Jaguar soccer is all about. So would you like to give our audience a little preview of the book that you're reading in preparation for this um, season? I would, but I, I know for a fact that the other middle school coaches are listening to this. Oh. I will not be doing that. <laughs> Trade secret. No way. I'm not giving nothing away. <laughs> Jaguars going all the way. Here we go. Well, am I on the clock, Coach O? Thanks. You Appreciate are. that. Yep. Got to get into the routine here. This will be a short one, but very appropriate, I believe, for today's guests. And I have said this before on the podcast, a couple of things. One, Addison, you know we've talked about the parent-student-athlete-coach mm-hmm. triangle, that all the pieces, all the sides of that triangle have got to be strong um, for us to have a successful relationship in sports. You've got to have supportive parents with the right perspective. You've got to have a coach uh, that's dedicated and committed to it, that, that um, understands kids and is in it for kids. And you got to have a student athlete that's out there working hard and, and is loyal to and trusting of his or her coach and also who is um, a great kid for that parent. And if they're all working together, we're going to have success. We know that. But the truth is there's a bigger circle outside that triangle. And in our department, um, we try to surround our student athletes 
and our coaches um, and you know our parents as well because our parents have got to be involved in, in this whole endeavor with the best people we can because we truly do believe that it raise it takes a village to raise a child I think that's a true statement I think um, can you raise a child without a village of course you can right can uh, can you raise a child um, without sports of course you can but we're partial to who would uh, ever student. want to do that <laughs> right yeah we, we think there's so much to learn in our in, through by going through uh, an athletic program we think there's so much to gain by being impressed upon by the great coaches that we have in our programs in this district and our kids also I think are very fortunate to be exposed to some great people through a program known as character coaching and we've mentioned character coaching on this podcast before we've talked about it a little bit we have a real live character coach with us today who I think has a, a great big influence on the lives of young men and women in our program for the better I hope that the parents listening to this uh, I know that the coaches listening to this who have been exposed to character coaching and the kids who are listening to this um, will feel blessed because they are. Uh, they, they truly are um, in a program that sets them up for success. And mm-hmm. it's because we got a village of people around us that understand the benefit of athletics, that love kids, that, are, that have a heart for it. And our guest, Stacy Kennedy, today, I, I set her up. This was a, a twofer, right? I got us ready for our first guest, Addison. You like how I did this? Mm-hmm. And I accomplished the weave yep. all at one time. All in two minutes and 47 seconds. Not bad. Well done. It's pretty good. Under three. Yeah. So, like Coach said, our, our guests today are Stacy Kennedy and FCA's own Danny Noah. Um, before we get into the super fun you know, interview, we do have a segment that, that we would love for you all to take part in. Well, all right. So today, in honor of district tennis and golf, we're talking swings. Oh, okay. Food swings, that is. (laughs) Do you know what a food swing is? Coach, I don't, but I cannot wait to find out. I have a guess. What's your guess? Is it like mood swings, but with food? Yes. Oh. So it's like, you know, when someone's mood changes because they're hungry. Oh. Okay. So, you know. Did you know that was a thing? I, well, I know it's a thing. I didn't know the name for it. And I'm an, I, just a little teaser. I'm going to get in trouble for this one. Uh-oh. But <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Well, it's just simple. What, what is your go-to snack when you're starving? Mm. Easy for me, Coach O. <laughs> yeah, we know what yours is. I bet you can get, tell everybody what it is already. Pork yeah. rinds. Trail mix. <laughs> Y'all are both wrong. <laughs> Wait. I was going to say Subway or meatloaf, but. You're, you're always eating you're cranberries always. and trail mix. That's and my office snack. Dad, okay, well, you got to give to cereal. Is, yes, thank you. Well, well, uh, well I should have specified. You need to give oh, a home yeah. and an away. Oh, what give cereal? a home and an away. away. Kind of like athletics. Yes, home, home and an away. Home and away. What's, yeah. What cereal? Lucky Charms. Oh. I had Frosted Flakes last night. <laughs> of all the cereals to pick? We checked. I keep about, I keep, I'm like Seinfeld. I keep about 10 <laughs> kinds of cereal yeah. in my cabinet. That's just being prepared, though, Coach. I agree, yeah. Uh, the problem is my kids drink the milk so fast. Mm. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I get my bowl of cereal already, and I'm just, you 
salivating, ready to start, and I pull the milk out. Yeah, did you pull that carton out of the refrigerator, and <laughs> there's like five drops left in the bottom. Mm, here's what you do. This. You get a weird milk, like an oat milk or an almond milk or something that they won't drink. That's yeah. going to keep ruin it for yourself. That's going to ruin the cereal. Though. Or you dump it out, then put regular milk in the yes, container. Yes, you hide it in the container. <laughs> so they don't know. They yeah. don't know you have real milk yeah. around. These are good tips. I mean, Kills yeah. the Frosted Flakes. I did have almond milk, and <laughs> I had a little bit of uh, 2%. There was about a thimble full left this morning. <laughs> and almond milk in my coffee because mm. we were out of mm. The yeah. milk that comes out of the cow, which is the way God made it. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Stacy, what's your go-to snack when you're when you're home food and away? Okay, at home, I'm a sucker for milk and cookies all day, mm -hmm. every day. What, um, what kind of cookie? Okay, my number one cookie is fudge-covered grams, like the great oh. value, like Walmart special. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then I'll go to Oreos and then Chips Ahoy if I'm really desperate. Okay, she's a real one. Like there's a okay. there's an order hierarchy yeah. here of cookies, um, and then away. I get a Sonic drink. I'm I'm a Sonic head all day, every day. So I'll, I'll get a drink there and then grab some tater tots or corn dogs or something fried, basically. Mm -hmm. I would all put, bad for me. I would put chili cheese and onions on those tots mm. from Sonic. Okay. okay. Those are the best tots. Mr. Noah? At home, cold, crunchy peanut butter straight out of the jar. Okay. Cold. I'm the only one who eats it, so it's okay. <laughs> Um, away, I am a Sonic head uh, every morning. Uh, they know what I'm going to get. So uh, just the uh, large unsweet tea, no ice, large cup of ice. That'll be 145, sure, sir. So um, chicken nuggets. I won't say from where that way. I was about, no, no, you have to specify. I mean, Chick fil A. There you go. Have you had their chicken minis? It's a, it's a nugget yes. and a biscuit, and it's amazing. Very good. That's a Sister Schubert roll, by the way. Gotcha. Go to. Kroger's. Um, I'm not a huge snacker. Um, I like to just pig out at meals. Yeah. Um, I'll pretty hey, much you, snack you on were, whatever's around. You were doing that when I came I in. Was, I was. I was chowing down. Um, <laughs> but whenever you said something about food swings, I knew I was going to get in trouble because I have to bring it up. Whenever my wife gets hungry, I don't know if other people experience this, she literally turns into a five-year-old. And it is the most annoying thing in the world. She's so mean. <laughs> I'll say one thing and she'll just bite my head off and I'm like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm hungry. I'm like, you know you're hungry. Like, you know what hungry feels like at 28 years old by now. Well, Addison, you she's got two kids that she's caring for. She probably doesn't have time to eat. She, <laughs> no, she does. She does. We eat just fine. But she can't make the connection to, to realize I'm hungry and it puts me in a bad mood. Maybe I should just accept it and be a little nicer. She Has gets she ever so seen the mean. movie Gremlins? I doubt it. So then you just need a drawer of her snacks. Yeah. Just hand her something every time. My dad did this. They've been married, what, 39 years? 40 years. 40 years this year. And he literally, he'll, they'll have a conversation and he'll just bring her food. <laughs> just like, here you go. I need to start doing that. <laughs> yeah. like, I need to start doing that. 40 years, learned. not an accident. Nope. How long that, has she had this? As, hang, as food long swings. as I've oh, known yeah. her. Mm. And I just can't quite get I understand when my two-year-old does it. <laughs> He's the same way. He gets all mad whenever he's hungry, but yeah, she she does it all the time. Well, there is no age limitation for food swings. Apparently True not. Words. True Apparently words. not. And and she's not alone, I guess. It's just, you know. I guess not. Well, yeah. Stacy's given us a couple of great life tips already today. Yes. See, I told you these character coaches, they're so valuable. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we, we had a request to do 
this soundbite. I think it's kind of a fan favorite soundbite, and we have to do it today. It wasn't me. I didn't request um, it. <laughs> to be honest, uh, it's not labeled, and I don't know which button it is, so I'm going to guess here. Um, My mama always said, game day is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. There we go. First try. There we go. Good job. Well That's why you're the executive producer, Addison. Well done. Well, y'all, y'all always, y'all don't even know what an executive producer does. Not really. And I've told you a million times that's not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you continue. Executive producer cuts the check. Yeah, you're. I now, do not do that. <laughs> now you're coach executive producer. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna tell all the players to call me that. The assistant to the. So, our beyond game day is we know we know we got great things going on on the field and on the court and on the track and Forney ISD and and we're proud of those things we're proud of our kids participation their competition their uh, the way they represent our district but we know beyond them there are a lot of people around the the periphery helping support those endeavors and we also know because we have a deep involvement and and uh, commitment to athletics that it also goes, what they're getting out of participation goes way beyond just trying to beat Highland Park or Randall or Royce City, right? So, sometimes when we have beyond, it may be a school administrator or it may be, um, you know, a, a, a booster club member. Fine but character arts. Co- Fine arts, yeah. yeah. Character coaching is, is quite unique. And um, it's not a brand new program but it's a mm-hmm. fairly new program and, and Stacy what I'd like to do is ask Danny for just a second before we get into who Stacy Kennedy is and what you bring to the table so to speak mm-hmm. as a character coach in Forney ISD. Danny give us a, a brief synopsis of how this program started up and and I, I mean I could talk about it from my perspective but I think you've had an involvement here in Forney ISD and kind of how we do it and what our what our goal is. I would say the uh, the way that this really began was uh, when we saw the community wanting to become engaged uh, with what was happening on the campuses and particularly with uh, teams a lot of times it was the churches that were looking to get connected how can we serve how can we serve the coach how can we serve the athlete and so we partnered uh, with them Uh, as FCA staff we have a number of schools uh, on our on our list uh, on our roster and it's just impossible for us to effectively do ministry uh, we're good at what we do, but we're not that good to be able to reach every coach and every athlete, which is which is our, our vision, uh, to touch each and every one in some way. And so as we begin to engage the local church, uh, many times, as we know, there's some limitations of where you can go as far as what you can share. And so uh, the term used to be chaplain, but now character is a buzzword. It's become a, It's been a buzzword for the last several years. So we saw that as an open door. Uh, to give a community member uh, access to a team to support that coach to walk with them and their team through the season. And uh, that's really uh, how it started. And it became an initiative uh, really within Texas that has really, uh, for our ministry, branched out across uh, the nation and now literally has become a term and an initiative within FCA uh, all all the way around. So it's important for me to point out, obviously, as athletic director for the school district, that um, you know, churches are parts of the community that support our schools, just like uh, other parts of the community support our schools, but the character coach is not a minister. Character coach is not um, 
coming into what when you say partner with the coach in the program uh, it's a very specific role it's not the same as say an FCA director or an FCA huddle leader on, on campus which is something the kid you know would choose to go to an FCA meeting before or after school strictly voluntary the character coach uh, really goes through training and um, learns what is appropriate to, to discuss and not to discuss with a student athlete and with a coach in, in the school setting. And really what I've seen is that when, those, when a character coach comes in, uh, they are there strictly in a support role um, for the coach and for the student athlete to lend another positive uh, adult to the mix as a model, um, as an ear, if necessary. Sometimes I've seen character coaches bring in, you know, drinks or snacks or just be there to pat the coach on the back and, you know, if you had a tough game, just a, another positive adult to benefit whoever is involved in that team. I've seen our character coaches engage with parents. So the character coach, it's the character coach, the person who serves as a character coach has a super specific role. And it is dedicate that role is dedication to that team and to that coach, would yeah. you say? And I would say it's way more specific than the term volunteer. Uh, with FCA, we define them as an empowered leader. Uh, therefore, we invest more. Uh, the expectation is more. Um, my favorite word to describe a character coach is a trusted presence. Uh, not just any coach uh, wants to open up their team to someone. And so when we're training a character coach, we talked about, talked about the value of being trustworthy, uh, that they're, they're not there to coach anything on the field or on the court. They're there to serve. And that's the, that's the lead play, to serve however they need them to. Always great to have another uh, servant-oriented mm-hmm. person involved with student-athletes, too. Okay, Stacy. so you're the character coach of the hour here. And you've been involved in our athletic programs for some time in Forney ISD. And we're, I know I've seen the, the benefit and the influence that you've had an opportunity to have on our sports programs. But before we get into your character coaching, give us, give us the Stacy Kennedy background. Because um, I've seen you speak at FCA events. Mm-hmm. You've spoken at our lead uh, conference before. Mm-hmm. And, and you've had a neat and inspiring story as well. Okay, so a short form of my story. Uh, When I was 19, I was diagnosed with a disease for which there is no cure. Um, In order to fix that, I I did an experimental treatment that then backfired into another uh, autoimmune disease on top of that one. So the next 10 years of my life were just horrible. Um, I was in a lot of pain at all times of the day, nauseous at all times of the day, just basically, it was just rough. and uh, about 10 years, that's a long time. That, that, that's, yes. that's more than, okay, well, we'll figure it out. There was no hope from the doctors. There was no hope from anybody. And um, because of the faith that I had and the character that I had built up to that time, um, I was able to stand in that. And when it would have been easier to quit, when it would have been easier to just you know check out on the world and life itself. Um, and so because of that, um, I just, I kept trusting, I kept believing, and I got a miracle at the end of 10 years. I was completely healed. And um, that was very exciting for me, because then I was like, hey, I get to live life. So at 29, I missed my entire 20s, though. That's kind of disappointing, because, you know, 20s can be fun. You make up 40s. I'll work on it, I'll work on it. I'm, I'm getting there. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, so I got to uh, start living again at 29, um, and I'm now 35 and living life and having fun with students and doing stuff. Well, so what you see, that's a, that's, as she said, the, that's the that's podcast, the that's the podcast <laughs> version. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stacy also brings a perspective mm-hmm. to the table with kids that I don't know that they could get anywhere else, you know. Coaches are coaches. The coach of the team has a job they got to do. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, our coaches are great people. They're we want them to be great role models. We want them to do things the right way. But they're trying to get a job done. They're trying to build right. a team that's going that's going to be competitive. The official has a specific job. The parent has a very important but specific role with best practices. Yeah. Um, you can bring something in that builds that kid in a different way. Right. It's a foundation that that we try to build because where they're at right now, they're learning how to deal with life. And coaches, you know, they're learning how to deal with game. They're learning how to deal with plays and all of those things. Parents are, they're handling life too. You know, there's a lot going on. Teachers, same thing, like everybody in their life. And so we, I really try to give them tools and plans to build that that character foundation so that whatever hits them, whether it's an injury, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, that life's not over. Like, okay, how do I deal with this? What do I, what's the next step? What do I keep doing? What's working? What's not, you know, and and those kinds of things is what I really try to do um, with our girls this week. And last week we've been working on stress and how to deal with stress. Um, Because I mean, look around, there's, there's war, there's pandemic, there's famine, there, everything is happening. Plus, the everyday stress of school and, and mm-hmm. practice and, you know, strategy, all of that, it can be a lot of stress. Yeah. And so just teaching them, okay, what are healthy habits for stress? What are unhealthy habits? What are, what are my go-to things that I need to maybe, maybe try to cut out? Like what, what's helping me and what's hurting me in this situation? Yeah. Coach O, been a couple of weeks ago, we had our athletic trainers on here and, and this kind of strikes me the same way. Now our trainers are contract employees, right? With mm-hmm. school districts paying them to do a job. And we feel like, because we see them, they go far beyond what the, the minimum expectation is. I mean, they're doing more than just, they, yes, are they rehabbing kids? Yes. Are they wrapping ankles? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are they providing medical care and, and triage and all those things that we know that they're trained to do? Of course they are. But our trainers are, are there building leadership relationships with kids and, and teaching kids way more than just how to take care of an injury, mm-hmm. you know? Um, We've got school resource officers around our kids. We've got um, school counselors around our kids. We could go on. Mm-hmm. The character coach is a volunteer, right? That's the that's the one of the really neatest things about this is Stacy Kennedy comes in and pours into our coaches and our kids that are in these programs because, well, why don't you tell us, Stacy? Why mm-hmm. did you choose to be a character coach? Uh, well, my first opportunity to be a care coach, character coach, uh, was 2009 when North Forney opened. Wow. Uh, coach E, Coach Inslee, asked Danny, uh, hey, do you have somebody to come talk to my girls once a week? And I was like, mm, okay. Uh, at that time, I was still very sick and yeah. in a lot of pain. And so it was one of the only things that I did. And um, at the time, I was kind of divvying up my time based on, the energy that I had to expend. And so that day, that was all I had 
was that day. And so um, for me, it felt like a worthwhile place to put my time and effort and energy. Um, and just to kind of hear, to talk to the girls about what they're going through and um, to talk to coach and be like, you know, he'd be like, man, we got some attitude this week. What's going on? And then I could be like, okay, girls, what's going on? We got, we got some attitude this week, you know, and then kind of discuss how do we deal with that? How do we, how do we move forward from that? And um, it became an encouragement to me to kind of see them grasp some of those things and start to build that foundation. And so I kind of got hooked on it. Well, you know, Coach, she said something about one day a week, and I know she's at North Forney more than one day a week because I see her at every game almost. Yeah. I've seen her during athletics. So it, it is a more than one day a week commitment Which teams from these character coaches. do you serve as the character coach for Currently, I'm yeah. with um, the Lady Falcon basketball teams. Okay. So the freshman, sophomore, I mean, freshman varsity and JV. Okay. I meet with them. And you've yeah. served some other teams, correct? I have. I have. Um, so before I went to L.A., I was uh, serving hmm, I was serving at Warren, Brown, North Soccer, and North Basketball, I think. Is that everybody? I think you did volleyball at one time. I d- yes. I did volleyball she's before been, we brought in. She's uh, supported yeah, so many teams, she can't remember them all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is so, that our most character coaches serving multiple teams? Used to be. Now we're, we've engaged so many more volunteers, right. it's been helpful to, to have that in place. But a lot more. Right. Uh, if they're doing it right, they really only have the capacity to serve one team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. it's Because it's a time investment. If they're going to games, if they're coming to practices and then whatever their assigned time right. uh, to come in. So uh, it, it's really difficult to do more than one team. Yeah, no, I'm, I I know since this started, you all have constantly been looking for people, and I know it's grown. So that's a, I mean, that's a great thing to hear that we have more people that are able to focus on one group of kids. And I just think that because even teachers can't do that. A lot of times, co- I mean, coaches can't really do it because – pretty much all our coaches serve as a teacher um, as well. So it's it's interesting. Like in my class, I get, I get like, you know, two and a half hours at a time with the kids. And it's great, but that's only one of my classes. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I know the coaches have a similar thing. They get to spend a lot of time with those players, but they have a lot of kids that they're engaging with every single day. So for y'all to be able to focus on, you know, 10, 15, 20, 20 athletes at a time and just focus on them for the whole season, that is – that's awesome. Anytime that you can have an adult that's that invested into a, a child is a huge thing. You know, just thinking through how many uh, teams have character coaches or just looking at it as, as a whole in my mind here, I believe we have over 1,000 students who sit under uh, a character coach. And uh, Coach O, you know this sometimes, the, the female coaches and athletes feel like they get what's left over. But in Forney ISD, over 600 girls uh, are being coached up uh, every week, so we we really put Phenomenal. an emphasis on that. Well, you know, I, I'm sorry. I just um, I don't understand how I was not exposed to character coaches, and and I was involved with FCA, but never character coaches. When I was coaching, it would have just been, golly, it would have been so valuable for my my teams. And I think it was that was the early years when we were really first started getting started, and you know, like I said, there were chaplains, but that simply was a come in and speak in and out, boom, but no. Mm-hmm real deep relationships, uh, you know, conversations after practice with a coach, getting a phone call from the coach. Hey, we just had a, we had a student kill. We have had that happen. Uh, had a student get locked up, had a student get suspended, uh, kid lost a parent. Uh, and so what's unique from where I sit, 
is um, I don't have the capacity to do what our character coaches do. And when we've had those situations and the coaches called me, I've always deferred to the character coach because those kids don't know who I am, but they know who their character coach is. Those coaches know of me, but that character coach has been with them, walked through them, been through the season, the highs and lows. And so they really are just a, uh, our staff having duplicated themselves and given that opportunity to help us make a greater impact. So we're raising kids. Like I said, it takes a village, and we believe this is an important part of that for, for us to um, have this structure within our program for kids to have another positive person. But you cannot overestimate or underestimate, I should say, the benefit for the coach as well because coaching can be hard. It really can. You know, you're dealing – the coach is dealing with lots of challenges and um, perspectives and criticisms and wins and you're high on that win and then a loss that just brings you right back down to the bottom and um, a character coach can be a very stabilizing influence on the on the school coach as well see it seems in my experience and just seeing that interaction well I've been really blessed to be working with uh, coach Fleming over at North and um, he has really seen it as an asset and been able to like we're a team like hey the girls something's going on between you know so and so and so and so I don't know what it is I don't know what what we need to do what's your what's your input on that what do you think or hey I'm, I've been trying to communicate this but I don't think it's coming across and so he'll say he'll tell me what he's telling them mm -hmm. and I'll be like okay coach from a girl <laughs> you know we're hearing you hate us that's not <laughs> what you want to say so maybe try it this way and so we've gotten to where like you know we have that relationship from the coaches staff with um, Taylor Jeffs and you know even Garner because I worked with Garner before yeah to where like we can all you know hey this isn't working what can we do differently and I, I've really been in, impressed coach Weaver with um, the coaching staff because they have all to a person been like hey I've really been trying to grow in this area do you see something I can do different or um, have the girls noticed any change or have they said anything that they would like me to change and really trying to do our best to support the student athletes in the best way that we can. The coaches are growing in every area that they can. And um, and we really look at it as, as a team, like how can we do this better, everything that we're doing? How can we elevate it to the next level? And I've been very impressed with the coaching staff doing that. I'm oh, good. I, I, we're always glad to hear that. We are too, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest. We, we believe in um, the people on our staff and you know, you've been involved in long enough to know, and we get, this gets a lot of playtime on the podcast too, but Coach Fleming has grown into that role. He mm -hmm. continues to grow. He's the girls' coordinator there now. Mm -hmm. um, we believe that our the professional growth of our coaches makes our teams better. We believe that the uh, influence of our character coach makes our teams better. We believe that training for for the right people at the right times in the right way makes our teams better and when i say makes our teams better yeah are we trying to get more competitive of course we are you know it's just competitive mm -hmm. athletics we want to win Absolutely. but making the team better has a whole nother layer and um we we always prioritize that one as well is there a particular kind of issue or problem that you see kind of pop up with young people pretty often that you're passionate about helping them them deal with? Because I know just from my perspective, being in here with the kids, um, I think just the amount the amount of time I've kind of gone to battle against the amount of time they spend on their phones. Mm 
and I just think it's it's really unhealthy in a lot of ways, and it's and it's it's hurting them in a lot of ways. So that's something I've had a lot of fun discussions with them about. Is there something like that that you just every year just like I I can't wait to talk about this? Absolutely. Um, right now, our culture is in an all-out war on identity. Um, who you are and what you're worth is just under fire at all mm -hmm. times. Um, and so I I always put an emphasis on your value, that you have value intrinsically. Um, you do not have to earn it. You mm -hmm. do not have to uh, get it from someone else. It's already in you. You are born with value. Um, and then that, that you are loved. Whether you feel it or not, whether you hear it or not, there is love coming at you at all times, even if it's just from me and your coaching staff, right? Like, we don't know what their home life is. We don't know what's going on in their life. But those two things, especially because I work mainly with girls, mm -hmm. um, and, and girls tend to find um, identity in being loved and being cared for, being adored, those kinds of things, what I look like, you know, what people perceive me as. And so that is one of the main things for me if I teach them nothing else, that that's not where your value is coming mm -hmm. from, no matter what culture right now is telling you. I have a thing, I, uh, I'm also a graphic designer. And so um, I also try to go in and we'll take a photo and I'll show them how to Photoshop all of the impurities out of a photo. And so that they see that these magazine covers and mm -hmm. you know these Instagram posts, there's, there's 20 million filters on that. That is right. not real, okay? That is not life. Um, and then just really showing them like, look, this is all lies. The things that you're believing are the standard. The things that you're believing you should be. Nobody is that, that's fake. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's, that's one of the main things really is just identity yep. because it really is being stripped from them on every level. Right. That's something that, that, I mean, that's a lesson I'm going to steal from you and I'm going to do it in my class. Cause, mm -hmm. um, I talk to them about that all the time. Like they're, they're, they'll talk about some video or TV show and I'm like, it's fake. It's fake. It's on TV. It's fake. I promise you. And they, and, and you're right. I mean that the, and as far as social media goes, it impacts them so much. And I'm like, y'all are trading your real life happiness mm -hmm. and your real life mindset for a virtual one like and and you're making this virtual thing that's not real impact what is real right instead of the other way around absolutely and um but it's something that i just think so many of them got into without ever knowing it you know you get a phone whenever you're in fifth grade or whatever there's there's mm -hmm. no way to yeah to stop that that development from happening but there's a way to kind of reverse some of it and that's a, that's a great way to do it to show them that because you're right, there's so much out there that's fake and these kids are judging themselves off of it. And it's like, this is, you're being completely unfair to yourself right now. So absolutely, that's awesome, I'm glad to hear that. Coach O, Stacy's talking to our kids about their own intrinsic value as a person. How valuable is it as a parent to have that voice with those kids on a daily or weekly basis? I think, you know, one of the things with parents of student athletes, you know, I've said this before, uh, parents love their kids differently than what a coach loves their kid or what a character coach loves their kid. But um, if you can just buy in to the growth, um, the, the capacity of that. So it's like it's not just growing a kid. It's not just growing a program or a coach. It's growing a human being um, at the end of the day. And, and sometimes as parents, we just have to step away from that and we have to, you know, let our kid be coached hard or let our kid be talked to hard. And I don't mean being cursed out. Right. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about accountability. And even that thing that she said, you know, about that, hey, that that you see, that that's a lie. 
they need to know that. That's not real. That's not reality. That you know, don't try to go make yourself look like that because that's not how they look in real life. That's growing a human. Mm-hmm. That's just not growing a basketball player. You're right. Kids do also need discipline, right? They need structure. They honestly crave it. They won't act yep. like it because <laughs> they're kids. I mean, that's of course nobody's going to do that. But but they do need it and intrinsically i believe they do crave it the character coach this is another one of those bookends when and i have seen this play out in our programs when the coaches got to go in there and get on their kids butt and or the team is running for not giving enough effort or whatever uh, they're going to look for another place to turn because they're turning away from that coach well if they turn away from the coach who's pushing them beyond their comfort zone and they find someone to say, oh, yeah, it's okay. You, you should be upset. They're not going to progress. Right, right. The character coach is there, and they know the character coach loves them and is there to support them and is a volunteer. And, but the character coach can put it in a different context. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that in basketball? Oh, absolutely. Um, so, again, I work with girls. They have a male head coach, right? And so they'll be like, oh, he was just so angry. He was just so this happened and that happened. I'm like, okay. Well, let me ask a question. Was he right? Did you bring half to the game? Well, yeah. Okay, then I, I don't know why we're, why we're discussing it because if you know that you have more to bring and you don't bring it, why did you join the team? Like, why, why did you do that? And then they'll be like, you're right. Okay, fine. We'll forgive him. You know, like things like that. Just because a lot of times they just don't, you know, we say, oh, you poor thing, or oh, you're, you know, we have a victim mentality in, in our culture today. Everything is, yes. everything is a victim, right? Oh, he shouldn't have talked to me that way. He said, go run. <laughs> that's, that's not a way. That's just go run. <laughs> you just don't want to today, okay? Yeah. But it, instead of immediately, oh, poor, okay, well, why did that happen? Is that a consequence? Is that something mm-hmm. that you made a choice and now you have to live with the consequence? Because that's part of life. That's going to be when your boss gives you a last minute assignment and you have to do what you have to do to mm-hmm. do it or lose your job. Like that's how it works. And so I always try to bring everything to one, let's figure out what's being communicated and what's not. Okay. But then how does this affect the rest of your life as well? Like, okay. Even if something crazy and your coach is absolutely wrong. Okay. You're going to have bosses that are wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to have people who get promoted ahead of you that have no idea what you're doing and still get you in trouble for it. Like you're gonna have people who don't know what they're doing and they get paid twice what you get paid and they don't do half the work and still you get fired. That's, that's part of life. So even if, even if they were wrong, okay, it's still your job to be right. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it's gonna be for the rest of your life. So how do we, how do we handle that? What, what are some steps we can take? So. These are so many conversations that I've gotten to have with my students and it's, it's honestly the best part of being a teacher. So yeah, um, that's really cool that you get to experience all that without having to grade stuff. And it's, and <laughs> yeah. hey, and it's stuff uh, that money can't buy. Right. It is. Yeah. But it is. And, and I was interested. How many times did you teach your daughter something that she completely ignored? Somebody else said the same thing and it stuck. Oh, often, yeah. especially when she was younger, as she got a little bit older. And I think that came with maturity. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, she was able to receive it a little bit better, but for sure. I mean, yeah. if I said it was day, she said it was night. Yeah, I think, and I think so many kids, it takes five or six times for them to hear one thing for it to really right. stick. So just to have another voice to do it is so valuable. And I, 
I loved what you were saying about how you, you immediately ask them those questions and make them look at it differently. Cause I do believe it's like an oversimplification, but the mark of maturity is when you run into a problem, a mature person immediately looks at themselves mm -hmm. and questions what they did or could do better. And the immature person will immediately blame it on someone else. And that's what right. you can see at 15, 16 years old, they start having to make that, that choice, you know, and you can't just say, Oh, well, you're a kid and, and you're allowed to be upset about everything you want, like you do with a five-year-old. So, um, just the fact that that you're there to kind of because so often we have students reacting to things that their coaches do. They're they're upset, and then mm -hmm. sometimes the the locker room can just become this echo chamber of negativity. Mm -hmm. And that you can kind of step in there between the coach and the players and and start a new conversation is huge. I think that every locker room in the country needs that. It's well, good know, all the way around. And you know what else? Um, I think that parents have to mature <laughs> as well. I know I see I see you guys talking to parents sometimes too because even me as a parent you know what we were just talking about you know I would say something to Carrington and there was a time that you know I would get very frustrated and irritated that someone else could say it to her and then you want to listen to them but I'm your mama but you're listening to them so you know I had to work through that mm -hmm. to the point to where I was like okay I just want the girl to get the, to receive the information mm -hmm. okay if it comes from me great if it doesn't come from me great so I got to the point to where I would Go to her coaches and be like, hey, Jones is tripping, blah, blah, blah. Holler at her about this. And, you know, Coach Wood, and she'd be like, oh, yeah, my mom kind of said something like that. Really? So, but, you know, I had to mature um, into, hey, it's okay for her to hear it from someone else. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't make me less of a mom. And that's great that you did that because I know every coach wants backup at the house. You know, if I, if I make your kid run, please don't be talking bad about me. Yes at home and so it's, it's for you as a parent to go the other way and use the coach as backup for what you were trying to teach is our really teachers smart. do that don't they yeah. oh, we yeah. know our teachers do that with for our student athletes that are and we and we encourage it we want them to the key is the end point because we're there's an end point for us but what's beyond that end point is that kid advancing into the big broad world mm -hmm. and making his or her own decisions, not having the parent and the mm -hmm. character coach and the basketball coach and the school resource officer and the principal and the teacher all standing around them. So our end point that we're trying to get them to, it doesn't matter which road gets them there. We're just all trying to get them to that point. And boy, does the character coach lend a helping hand that is, it, it's, hard, it's, it's impossible to put a value on. Like Coach O said, money can't buy it. And as a parent uh, myself, I know Coach O is a parent of a student athlete. Addison is. Danny is. I'm looking at you and going, I wish my kid – I mean, I got boys. But I'd put them in that girls' basketball program in North Pointe in a heartbeat so that they could be exposed to Stacey Kennedy as well as Coach Fleming, of course, mm -hmm. and all the other good things that we're trying to do. But what an asset – what an asset. We really appreciate it. We have a great team of character coaches, honestly. Like, we have some very, very well, like, trained, very smart, very engaged. I mean, we have <clears throat> We have some parents that have kids in Forney ISD for the first time that are character coaches. And you were talking about the parent perspective. Now they're on the campus, and they're seeing what it's really like. And now they can mm -hmm. speak to the needs and the issues a lot better than they could, mm -hmm. then, man, I wonder what's going on. 
this parent included of being on a middle school campus, sitting in there with a hundred middle school girls and all the dynamics that are existing there. I, I don't get to be as close to those girls as maybe Stacy does with a smaller team, but man, we've got three moms that are killing it with middle school girls right now. And it's just tremendous what they're doing. And so engaging some parents who can have those conversations, who can recognize things that, you know, while the, the athlete fresh out of college is cool, but they need a mom. They need mm-hmm. someone who understands and who's lived through a few things and has a kid of their own that's walking through the same thing that they're walking through. So if you'd like to be a character coach, sign up today. <laughs> I do think that's a that's something that's just another piece of this is the parent getting to go and talk to the character coach and say, mm-hmm. you know, because a parent, oh, yeah. they're, they're only really going to know what's going on at that school through the filter of their kid. And we all know kids are going to say, they're going to play their cards close to the chest whenever they're talking to their parents. Mm-hmm. So I think that that it's great for a parent to be able to go in there and say, hey, what, do you, what are you seeing from them? Is this, you know, I'm noticing this. Is this something going on in the whole team or just something I need to focus on? So, um, I mean, like we've said a million times, just any person, just those extra extra hands is. Takes a village, Addison. Yep, mm-hmm. it does. So it you're is. also going to bring the message tomorrow. I want to plug this before we wrap up today. Mm-hmm. We've got a thing we do called Coaches Lead with coffee. In this case, we serve our coaches breakfast once a month, and we bring a speaker in uh, that try. We try to speak a positive message to our coaches, and we've had lots of different folks come in and, and speak to our coaching staff. Um, but you're going to be our guest tomorrow. We're going to talk to them and about our character coach program. Some many of our coaches, like Coach Fleming, you mentioned, we've got plenty of others that are that. Um, have had lots of experience with and have great relationships with character coaches already. But we also have coaches in Forney ISD. Maybe they're new. Maybe they just haven't had that right person join their program yet. Right. Uh, so we want to speak to that. Um, but also we like our coaches to be influenced by mm-hmm. great people like Stacy Kennedy. So we're looking forward to our breakfast tomorrow morning with you. Looking forward to it myself. All right. Well, I hope that this has inspired y'all to become more involved with the Character Coach program and to just understand the value of it. Um, Encourage your kids or your players to listen to those coaches even more than they might be already. Um, You know, go talk to them, figure out what they're talking about, see if you can back them up in any way or vice versa. Um, We'd love to to inspire you guys to help them out as much as possible. Um, That is all the time that we have for today.